0: We are back and Doctor Who is back Yes, welcome to the Who's He podcast with me Phil And me Paul So this week obviously we're going to be discussing uh, the Doctor Who Flux Chapter 1 The Halloween Apocalypse um, Yes, so yes, I'm very excited to talk about new Doctor Who Paul uh, Yeah, I, yeah, um, It's yeah. it's been a while it has been a while. It has been a while, so it's it's good to talk uh, about who knew who for a change. And uh, so this this time we're gonna we're gonna be mixing things up a little bit. So we're actually gonna kick off with our review of the Halloween Apocalypse. Actually, so here's a quick listen to uh, well the trailer. I have a feeling that some of this is my fault. That's an invasion fleet, right? It looks like it. What is that? What's the flux?
1: That's not a question I can answer.
0: Yes, you can. Why don't I know about this? And who else does? We don't have any more time. Okay, so um, I'm not entirely sure whose turn it is to go first, Paul. So just just to circle navigate this, I'll, I'm going to kick off. I'm going to kick uh, off. Okay, good, good. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, I actually rather enjoyed this, if I'm honest. It, it was um, it sort of got on a, a fair old lick, uh, I like to say. Um, it was an awful lot to pack into 50 minutes there was an awful lot of characters introduced um so it it was rather a lot to uh, to take in so i've watched it a, a a couple of times uh but i did feel i did feel there was a lot to enjoy uh wasn't without its problems if if i'm honest uh but yeah so that's my initial take what but what about what about yourself yeah it's it's very much uh...
1: Here's everything. It's almost like a long trailer for what's coming up in the next five episodes, <laughs> isn't it? It
0: is a, yes, exactly like that. Yes, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh it, yeah. I'm I'm wondering which scenes actually don't mean what they free think they mean on this, you know, it's what they usually do with trailers. Oh uh, yeah, I did enjoy it. It's there's a lot to work out what is gonna happen and it'll be interesting to
0: see. How if it all falls in place? If it if it did, it does. Yes, because what one thing that that did surprise me actually in this was it really sort of is of what we what we know so far. It's introduced, I suppose you could say the the major players at the moment. So what surprised me was, was to see the Weeping Angels so early, to see the Santarans so early. Um, obviously, these these other two, the the Ravagers. Uh, which is Swarm and Azure, as we now know them as. Um, they were introduced earlier as well. We've got the division, so so that the timeless Child arc is still there as well. Um, so that that's definitely not gone away. Whether that it's a, for people who liked it or hated it, it's there. Um, yeah, obviously the, this this um, these two characters, the Swarm and Azure, are from the Doctor's past, the Doctor's unknown past. She doesn't know who the hell they are, but they know who she is. Um, they were being held by, or sort of in, trapped by the, the, or imprisoned, I should say, by the division. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, there's a l- awful lot going on there. What is the flux? Why is it dev- devouring the, the universe? What is Swarm and Azure's end game here? What What's it all about? Um, yeah, it, it's, there's a hell of a lot going on. Who is that guy back in sort of um, 1820 Liverpool who's building the tunnels? What's all that about, as well? Um, and that, that's based on actually a real person, isn't it? Is it now? I was beginning to wonder whether that was any historical connection here. What was it, it? Is. Mr. Williamson? That what, what? Who is he then, Paul? Did you did you research it?
1: Um, he's uh, around the Liverpool area, around Edge Hill area, between eighteen hundred and eighteen forty. Yeah, was yeah building these. Tunnels which nobody quite Knows what they were for Oh okay The most common Assumption is that basically it was just to Give work and to give The as a f- form of philanthropy oh, I can't hmm. say that in one of the best times That alone the club And yeah and it was just to make People to give people a, a, a Job so that they could earn money But the oh, tunnels yeah, okay. were actually not Used for anything as far as
0: people were cons- Aware Oh right, okay. So well if 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 chibnall's trying to sort of you know, tie into a, a sort of a, a science fiction purpose, then okay, that that's I'm intrigued to see how this how this pans out now, actually. Hmm. No, I didn't I didn't honestly that, that's a that's a real um that's a real revelation that actually. Um hmm. that is that an actual historical figure. Oh wow, brilliant. That's brilliant. Um yeah, so I I thought the um there were some nice things though. You'd start right off the beginning a little mention of Nitro Nine, um, and if you know what that is, it means something. If you don't, then fair enough. It was a nice little yeah. throwaway, throwaway comment. Um, the unlock command for those handcuffs. Um, so sort of, oh, you're saying you know I set that when I when I when I was, maybe I did that when I was Scottish. I thought that was quite a nice little Capaldi, or maybe even a McCoy yeah. uh, callback actually. Um, yeah. Fair enough, but I did think the opening scene. Now watching it again, because obviously I've done a, a very, very quick review for the um, the other podcast, one that the Doctor Who podcast or DWP for short. Um, and I did make mention of this, but watching it again, the opening scene, it did you know with over that acid planet, whatever the hell it was, it did look a bit ropey. Watching it again, the second time, if I'm honest, it wasn't. Yeah. The, it wasn't the best effects work ever, was it?
1: No, um, you did get the feeling that yeah, they just didn't want to spend a lot of money. They wanted that something dramatic at the beginning, but didn't really want to spend a lot of money on it.
0: No, no, um, and yeah, in certain parts it it, it showed really, it, it really did. So yeah, that but that wasn't very wasn't very impressive actually. Um, and this has got this has got quite a mix of high and
1: low tech in it, isn't it, this episode generally? Yes, it has. It has. Um, which, which I think, yeah,
0: Doctor Who doesn't suffer from that. I don't think. No, no. I mean, you know, going back to the day dot with Doctor Who, it's always had a problem with its special effects, hasn't it? Yeah. You know, it's never had the budget to, to realise the um, sort of the you know the the grandiose aspects of it. The budget's never been there to to achieve right. it. Uh, so, <laughs> okay, you know. It, that and Doctor Who goes hand in glove, really. It, re- it really does. So I'm, huh. I'm not really, I'm not really that that bothered. But it just sort of stuck out, really, like a like a bit of a sore thumb, to be honest. Um, I thought the effects of the flux itself were quite well realised. Yeah, you know, it, its planet eating um, sort of aspects, what I thought were quite good. I think you know the, the Carvanis or, or Lupari ships look quite. Um, quite interesting i thought the effects while ridiculous of, of covering the earth um it, it it was okay you know it, yeah. it was okay I, I didn't i didn't mind it really um i think while we're talking about things that i think weren't very well realized i thought the Easter makeup was a bit yeah, that left a lot to be desired. <laughs> yeah, really. no,
1: I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, but yeah, again, that was very, <laughs> that, 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 had a warming feeling of of, of old who coming back. That it, did like?
0: certainly. Um, I, I think the the fact they they sort of whether which way around it is, I don't know, but obviously the, the 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 dialogue played in like Dan was saying, well, it's, it's a good enough effort. It looks very soft. I think it, it was just a Halloween costume. Um. No, I don't know whether that was the makeup reflected what was in the script, or the script reflected what when they saw what they could achieve huh. on the budget for makeup wise. Um, I don't know, but um, yeah, they, they made it work. Put it that way, they did. They did no. make it work.
1: Yeah, no, I just yeah, I just think it was it was very old school Doctor Who, and I'm yes, like, it I'm was. Just, I don't, I don't yeah. mind that to be honest. You can do that. I'm.
0: It's quite nice as a, it's almost yes, exactly. a homage in itself. <laughs> it is in a, in a funny way, isn't it, actually? Um, but one thing I did like it, okay, the concept is a little bit ridiculous, you know, um, with the loop, well, as we now know them as the Lupari. Um, they've got like a. It's almost like, and I don't know if people are familiar with this, but certainly along the. Um, the Sussex coast, where you, you get the uh, it does happen everywhere. You get a a, a town twinned with a, a a town in Europe. You get a usually seaside town. It was it Saint Pauls, isn't it? The five Pauls huh. um, on 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 the Sussex coast. So you've got um, like Hastings is twinned with something somewhere where in France. So it's um, I thought I just thought I immediately thought of that actually. But you've got these are twinned with a human on Earth, which I thought was a slightly ridiculous concept. But when they said old man's best friends, I thought, OK, that... Actually, it's one man and his dog, isn't it? It is. It know. really is one man and his dog, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. No, I, I didn't mind that. I really didn't mind that. I thought it was quite a, it was quite a sweet little thing to do, <laughs> if I'm honest. The fact is, what I did like, though, is that um, come on Easter... And, and just, just on the, it's just on their
1: planet. Is, there, is there a, is there a Battersea People's Home?
0: <laughs> is there a furry Paul O'Grady that does a programme about each? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also from Liverpool, that would have worked. <laughs> that would have worked. Um, what I did like though, the fact that he doesn't like Dan. He's got no time for you. He said, yeah, okay. It's, it's an honour and a privilege to do. It doesn't mean to say I, I like them. Yeah. Um, yeah well, so I, I quite, uh, I, I quite enjoyed that bit actually. Um, I'm just chasing them, son. Give me back my human. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I, I did enjoy that bit actually. Um, but um, yeah, Dan, Dan Lewis. What you thought so far? What do you think of him as a as a character? And also, John Bishop as well was sort you know introducing him as to to Doctor Who. Uh,
1: yeah, I think he's been okay. Be interesting to see how he develops because really yeah. he's only actually had. Any contact with with Yaz as far as being a
0: companion, hasn't he? So, yeah, which was yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, you got the little bit of set up first in the, in the Liverpool Museum. Um, yeah, he appears to be like an unofficial tour guide. He just uh, so appears to be a scales that's completely in love with Liverpool. Um, yeah, you know, and the fact you know, he works at a food bank, but he's he's desperate himself, we don't know why at the moment, why he's cupboard's a bear, why is he refusing food from the food bank himself. Um yeah, there there's there's an awful lot going on. So I think there's there's more to I think there's more to Dan that meets the eye at the moment, certainly. There's there's a, there's more to it. Um But what and that I- was just such a setup, though, wasn't it with the with
1: the laptop as well. Yeah. To get everybody basically saying But if he's got no if he can't afford food, as he comes he's got a decent laptop, laptop. and all that. Yeah. And then, like, actually, the well, that, payoff that, to that. Well, is... that, that,
0: that's that's usually the um, the you know the, the usual thing when people are on their uppers. But they can afford they can afford to smoke each week. They've got fancy laptops and fancy car. Well, you know, um, but they have to go. But why can't why can't they afford food? It's that usual. I'm trying to think the, the, you know the gammon face people of the of the UK, yeah. <laughs> isn't it? So, um, yeah. So I think it was a little bit of a. A riff on that, and it was obviously it was it was a booby trap. So yeah. it was, uh, yeah. I did like the little actually. The one thing I I, I only realised or on the um, second viewing was the fact when when the house got squished down, it was the person sitting on on, on the toilet <laughs> in the house. That <laughs> That's brilliant. That's just the sound of the chain beam. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, I thought Jodie Whitaker was good. Actually, um, and I, I actually thought the dynamic between her and Yaz, the Doctor and Yaz, was a hell of a lot better than it had been over the entire yeah. two last series. It it really that Yaz was given something to do, yeah. And you see, she's grown as a character as well. She knew what to do to release Dan out of that, um, you know, out of that cage. You know, there was all sort. There's a lot. Obviously, a lot of time had passed. Uh um, yeah. I, I, that's the impression I got anyway. Uh you know so
1: although, although you do get the feeling that the more independent the companion
0: gets the sooner they are to leave. Yes, yeah that that's usually the way isn't it? Um I think the when I mean, the fact that the doctor is still holding back on stuff she hasn't still hasn't told Yaz about huh. the whole timeless child and and the division and thing like things like that. So um yeah, so there's still some secrets between them, um, which which is fine, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I just, I just thought it, it it just seemed to work better without sort of Graham and um, Ryan being there. Yeah, even well, though they,
1: they, it, it, you know, well, they was a dynamic on their own, which sort of did you leave? Yeah, as a bit of a spare part, didn't it, to a mm. lot of the stuff? Yeah, it did. It so, did. So it does it, give her a chance to go over, go, go and do stuff. Rather yeah. than just be the one standing
0: at the back. Yeah, exactly. So um, no, so I thought that was good. I thought it was it was a fairly decent performance from from both of them actually. So it'd be interesting to see how the three of them work together, or over the course of this series, are they going to be split up? Because um, it does it does seem to be showing that Yaz yes, is more independent. So is she going to go off on her own, um, like in the serials of old? Really, where the companion will go off for a few episodes on their own. And come back to yeah. meet the doctor yeah. later Cody, on. So. Cody Whittaker's gonna have a holiday do you? Yeah, summer. holiday episode. <laughs> you never know, mate, you never know. Um yeah, so obviously we've got a, few, a couple more. I, I assume we're going to see more of Easter as the weeks go by as well. I don't think he's quite, his part's done yet, actually. Um, no. Obviously, are we going to find out more about Azure, Why was she in the Arctic Circle as a human, which appeared to be with a um, a partner as well? Is that another division sleeper agent as well? Is it something the Doctor did in the past to hide her from, from Swarm? Who knows? Yeah. You know, there's this, I think there's more going on there. That seems
1: um, to be, doesn't it? And the fact that, with the, yeah, the, the warning was
0: that he'd be coming. Um, yeah. of like a time Lord warning or, or, or yeah. is it a, a, a Lupari warning? We we don't know yet, do we? No, we really don't know. Um, where does Claire feature into this? Because the, in this episode, she's met the, or the doctors met her out of sequence. Yeah. Out of time. Um, but she seemed to know what was going to happen to her yeah when she said she was going to take him the long way around she's sort of like okay better go home now Claire and she seemed to know that a weeping angel was was tracking her so yeah I think but a- that's but that's that that's odd in itself because there's obviously some sort of time loop there then yeah isn't there? yeah obviously um though I did feel that the the whole key in the door thing was a bit stretched out to be honest I thought you you sort of know where the key is once you've even you're looking you know where to aim for really I thought that was a little bit a bit stretched out but hey it just put a bit of tension with the angel just gradually moving its way towards her um, yeah so but again we don't know where where she's been dumped off in time but are but are the angels part of the whole thing to save the universe again we don't know we don't know what right. part they're going to play in this yet Um no I have heard that they're not sort of doing what they usually do. They've been using a different context this this series. So may, maybe they're helping the doctor. Maybe they're the good guys this time. Who knows? Who knows? Um but uh we, we'd had that second series of class, we'd know. <laughs> we'd know what was going on exactly, yeah. Oh god. Um and of course we've got Vinda, character of Vinda as well. Um we yeah. don't know yet what part he's gonna play. Why was he monitoring that section? Of the galaxy, <laughs> yeah, seemingly uh, against his will. Yes, exactly, exactly. So, what what else he gonna uh, what else he gonna sort of play in the overall art You know, story arc. Um, Outpost Rose, another little set. wonder if that means anything as well? <laughs> Calling it out, unless it was just a throwaway line. Again, we're Doc Two fans. We're looking for looking for meanings that aren't there usually. <laughs> If you want to plant a red herring, that's probably quite a an easy one to an do. An easy isn't one it? to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um and then of course I think the, the other things I want to sort of go on about is the sort of centaurans. what do you think of the new new stroke old look of the Centaurans? And it's Dan Starkey under under the under the makeup as well. When I sort of saw it as stills, I wasn't sure that I actually
1: did. But actually when you see it as in, in motion, I think I think it I think it works. I quite
0: like it. Yeah, I quite like it. I like it's, it's still a little bit of a balance between the old and the new. Really, yeah. It's still, they're going back to the old style um, uniforms and look the old style makeup as well, for that matter. Yeah. Um, but we, I'm, I'm just hoping that it can be used as because obviously the next episode is War of the Sontar, and so I'm hoping that it can be used in in, in for, for comedy value again. Um, yeah. I think we. we oh, we've, oh no, I did.
1: I did <laughs> like the yeah, I've a
0: bit. Yeah, it's quite disgusting. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> quite quite disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad that it wasn't bad, but but we have, we, we haven't. Got oh, no, this... I
1: don't mind them being used for comic effect as long as they're effective. Yes, when they're actually doing something. Yeah, it was it was the fact that it wasn't that the, the comic effect. It was the fact that the comic effect was was born out of their incompetence.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. So which it was. I don't uh, think. Yeah. Which I hopefully think, this it's... time we shouldn't. Which, you know, yeah. but it does appear at the moment they're taking advantage of the situation for conquest, um, yeah. which I think is a okay. Let's let's have the Santarans back trying to conquer the universe again, or, or just you know the whole bread you know bread for war kind of thing. Yeah, this exactly is exactly what you'd think a Santaran would do. Yes, so exactly. As a is a tactical advantage. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's. Planning into the, what we know of the Santarans, so it's at the moment it, it's it's going okay, but th- there's an awful lot of plot threads and characters sort of dangling. But I think the the thing is, I'm, I want to see what's going to happen now. I, I'm I'm it kind of got me hooked. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the next five weeks. Um, the, 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 the I do have a couple of complaints. I've a couple of other complaints, and I don't know if you you you, you feel the same way. Um, as well, but I thought there's still a lot of exposition explaining things we can see happening on the telly. We don't need to be told all these things. And it's it's been a fault, or not a fault, I say it's been a, a writing style of chibnals that's bothered me since the beginning. And it's not been anything yet, though it stopped the action to give us a history lesson or a science lesson. Um and then it carries on again. I I just I just felt there's a, a lot of explaining of things that we can see happening, and we don't need it. We really don't yeah. need it. Did you did you did you get that as well, or didn't it really sort of bother you?
1: Um, I don't think it necessarily has bothered me as much in the past as it has you. So I'm probably probably because I'm still trying to work out what's happening in the other bits that I haven't really. I've quite liked and it. it was slow down in pace. Just
0: yeah, running. yeah. Just, I mean, how many times did you watch it before we sort of sat down to record this uh, evening?
1: I've watched it twice
0: yeah I've watched it twice the second time I've got to be honest I watched it with the subtitles on because that's going to be my second complaint I thought the audio mix on this was pretty bad in certain. I couldn't hear what people were saying it was drowned out with music or or you know effects or whatever it might be so there, there were on first viewings there were a few things I missed yeah and I mean I thought well if I watch it again I'm going to watch it with the subtitles on which is exactly what I did this time. So it's, uh, yeah, but that's always been a bit of an issue with, with Modern Who anyway. The, the audio yeah. mix has always been off balance on some occasions and this was certainly it. Um, yeah. M- music tends to drown. Yes, it does. It does. Um, I didn't, I've got to be honest, I didn't pay too much attention to Sega Nacanola's score. Um, for for this particular episode, it, it, nothing really sort of stood out for me this time. No, I think it's just basically because there's just
1: so much you're trying to I'm process. Take, that yeah, exactly, not, exactly. That you're not actually. I mean, I've got a funny feeling this this series is going to end up being. So, before watching next week's, I'll watch mm. this again, and then I'll end up watching this next week's before I watch the following weeks to the, <laughs> yeah, you'll just keep, yeah, you you'll get, keep reminding you feeling, yourself. You get yeah. the feeling that it might have to be, it's going to be, what might be one of those where you have to keep, yeah, watching them to get them fresh in your head as to what, so you can follow. Oh, so that meant that was that then, was it, you know, when it happens sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I thought it was, um, yeah, I thought that, that, yeah, it just sort of drowns certain bits out, so that's a little bit of a, a fault. But to be honest, I can't find fault with a lot of it. To be honest, I'm 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 not saying I'm being particularly picky because there there are, there are things that sort of niggle me um, quite a bit. What what I've picked, sort of picked up on, but I, I thought it was. As I say, it's, it's got me hooked in. I, it's, it's you yeah. know, I, I wanted I want to see the next Mate, five the, weeks. The fact, you know? the fact at the
1: moment is you can't criticise the story because we still don't know the story. <laughs> no,
0: I, I think this is going to be a. Um, a prob- not a problem, but it's going to be a challenge for us because usually, you know, recent years, we're used to reviewing these little bottle episodes, aren't we? Hmm. But now we've got this th- it, you know, it's set up a, a, a six episode um, story broken down into individual chapters, so um, And they're not yeah. as you know,
1: might have been almost like you know, were they were they separate stories with lots of Story arcs going through the series, but they're not. Yeah. They are. Well, so far, this episode is is nowhere a stand- anywhere a standalone
0: episode. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, oh, I just thought of one other little, little callback which I thought was quite nice. It's something has been forgotten about in Doctor Who for years, and that is all the stuff in the Doctor's pockets. Yeah, because that little bit where she's trying to disable the the, the security on covenant, covenant Easter's ship. And it was all the junk coming out of the out of the doctor's pockets. I thought we haven't seen that for quite some time, have we? Really? So that was no. a nice little little call back to the, the, the you know the doctor's bottomless pockets again. Um Yeah, t- to be honest, um And was it a Chris Packet from uh to think what, yeah,
1: was there some significance to this Chris Packet? What was the episode where Was it the uh, the future? No, which one was it? I'm trying to think which episode was. It. Was it the 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 sort of result future earth episode? Oh what? All from fifty five? Yeah. Cause wasn't it there was something in the nanobot things in the vending machines that kicked that off. Oh
0: I was beginning to wonder whether you could be right, Paul. I I I I can't dispute you on that one at all. I I begin to wonder whether it had any significance. Or not, but uh, no, oh well, well spotted. <laughs> I'd totally forgotten about that, totally forgotten about that. Um, oh, nice one, nice one. Okay, oh yeah, that, that that didn't do. I thought, is this some episode or story or adventure that we haven't seen that the Doctor and Yaz have had? But oh no, well, well remembered, mate, well remembered. I certainly had. <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> I must admit. See, after we reviewed the like the to like, series, I haven't watched them again. I've got them deep. I, I, I I've erased them. them from my mind.
1: <laughs> I, oh, I my have God. as
0: much memory of them as the Doctor has of Swan. Yes, indeed, indeed. <laughs> Same here, mate. You have got more than I have, crikey. Um, yes, I, I, overall, I mean, for me, I thought it was it was a a, a pretty good way to start off the series. It, you know, it, you know. It, it, obviously, we don't know. What's to come? How it's going to play out? Um, there's a lot of mystery there at the moment. Uh, a lot of characters introduced. Yeah. The, Looking the, forward to the, it.
1: The, the thing that's coming though is going to be the question: Is the is the payoff for all this going to be worth it? Well, and you get the feeling yeah, that this yeah. whole series is going to hang on. If you are going to be doing a, 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 a one that's going to have lots of different threads running through six episodes. Hmm then how they all tie together is going to have to be brilliant to make, to, well, to make the series. Yeah, because I think and this is... Well, I'm this not is sure my, my no, confidence well, is there, which is sort well, of slightly we, worrying.
0: Yeah, because we, we know Chibnall's written all of the episodes. I think he's got a couple of, one or two co-writing credits on a couple of later episodes. But I think he's basically, he's rewritten all six episodes. Yeah. So... Maybe I don't. I didn't watch Broadchurch. Everyone particularly loved the first series, but is this like story arc thing? And it's basically a six-episode story. Is this going to play to his writing strengths? Because I don't think he's much of a of an individual. You know that fifty-minute episode format. Right. I don't think he can write them. I've never been a big fan of his, even when he was writing things like Forty Two and The Power of Three. Things yeah. like that. I, I was never a a, a, a fan of those. So I don't think... It, maybe it doesn't suit his writing style. Maybe this does. Maybe we're going to see... Everyone's going to go, oh, Chibnall, you've pulled it out the bag, mate. You know, Um it remains to be seen, doesn't it? It does remain yeah. to be seen. Actually, what, one, one last thing I wanted to pick up on is what's going on with the TARDIS. It's leaking that black ooze. All the doors... Appearing everywhere, which I thought was, was well yeah. realized. Every, every,
1: t- every time they come go out, they come back it's a, it's a different door they come It's a through, different door, it? yeah. But the original like... door is still the the previous doors are still there as well.
0: Yeah. And I quite, yeah, I thought that was quite well realised actually. I quite like that. So and, and also of course the doctor smash up the tires console, which I absolutely despise. I I yeah, bring it on. <laughs> I'll help her smash it up a bit more if she wants. <laughs> I really don't like it, but um, yeah, yeah. Now that I say, it's um, I, I thought it, it was. There's there's a there's a lot to like there. A couple of niggly little things, but a lot to like. So I'm I'm quite pleased with how it's it's kicked off. I really am. But yeah. we'll, see, we'll see if it's worth the wait. We'll see if it's worth the wait. Yeah. Um. So that's what we thought. But Obviously, we 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 have had some feedback because we did ask for feedback. So thanks everybody who, who's written into us. Uh, we've got some sort of short. Short feedback uh, here on our from our Facebook page and our Facebook group. Um, so I'm just going to kick off first with um, Jeff Waddle, who is one of our regular con- uh, contributors when we when we ask for feedback. Um, so Jeff says, "Well, that was a breakneck, cracking episode of Who with laughs, horror, mystery, and fun. And personally, I can't wait to see how it goes forward. Uh, can't see what all the negativity is about." Haven't looked, but there's bound to be. Just avoid all the noise, watch it, and be thoroughly entertained. Nine out of ten space gravy dog bones. Uh, <laughs> he's given us there, so thanks, Jeff. Um, I've actually seen um, the knee stuff, but then again, I haven't really been looking for it, um, to be honest. I'm, actually, I've, I've avoided social media full stop, really, till we've really started recording. Um, but he's right about the horror thing. One thing I forgot to mention, because sitting there watching it with my son and my, and my, and my wife, and. Um my daughter wasn't interested. She was upstairs on her, on her iPad. But at the end of it, Joe went, um, oh, that was quite good, that. I quite enjoyed that. It's better than what, what it's previously been. So I thought, okay, we've, we've got a viewer back. Um, Scott was generally scared of when... You hid the, behind the sofa. He hid the sofa. <laughs> uh, he was actually sitting on the sofa when it, when it would happen, actually. But no, he was generally scared of when the swarm sort of dissolved that division guard, yeah. the first one. And
1: then oh, he's, co- yeah, sorry, the other thing on that one. Okay. Couldn't,
0: couldn't, couldn't resist the, the basically cop on its last day. Could it? Oh yeah, that. Oh yeah, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I was only two minutes from retirement. <laughs> um, I, was, I was
1: surprised it didn't just dissolve and leave the gold watch. I thought
0: <laughs> oh, you mean the charming carriage clock. <laughs> clock. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he was generally he was generally scared of the uh, when he absorbed and his face all lit up and the, the things you know the crystals come at his face and everything, and also when he turned around at the end and said "trick or treat, doctor," just staring, breaking the fourth wall, really. Um, yeah, he he was really he he really was generally scared of that. So that was good to see though. It was good to see, you know. Yeah, having that effect. I think that's what it's meant to be for. But uh, anyway, um, let's carry on, carry on with, with the feedback. So um, next we have um, Alan C Butcher. Hi, Alan. Um, Alan gives his usual two word <laughs> review that he does every week. We ask for uh, feedback. Jolly good. Thanks, Alan. Never change, mate. <laughs> Never change. Um, next we have Simon Burrows. Uh, hi, Simon. He says, absolutely uh, Barnstormer of an episode. Laughs, thrills, and great effects. I've no idea what's going on and don't really care. Just lapping up some quality hood. Bring it on for next week. Another positive one there. So thanks, Simon. Um, next up, we have Abby Peck. Abby's also another regular uh, uh, contributor to, to uh, Feedback. So, hi again, Abby. Uh, Abby says, very, very good. One of Jody's best. Lots of intriguing storylines. I'm definitely hooked for the next five episodes. As am I. As am I, Abby. So th- thanks very much. Um, next up, we have Karen Dunn. Now, Karen, it's first time um, giving us some favour. Karen's from the Staggering Stories podcast. So... Um, Nice to uh, nice to hear from you, Karen. Uh, Karen says definitely a good one. I love the chemistry between the Doctor and Yaz. Sounds like it's been a while since Ryan and Graham left. Yes, it's definitely I think what we we sort of felt as well. So we we definitely uh, sort of agree with that. So uh, thanks thanks for your feedback, Karen. Uh, John Michael Lindsay again, another regular contributor to the show. Thanks, sir. Uh, uh, and nice to hear from you again, John Michael. Um he says seriously enjoyable, but a lot to take in, in one viewing. I think it merits a rewatch to pick up everything I missed. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I agree. I definitely we we both had to watch this again before recording tonight. There is an awful lot to uh to take in. And last we have a feedback from Andrea Gill. Um hi Andrea again, Andrea's another regular uh, contributor to us, so nice to hear from him again, Andrea. Um and Andrea says, enjoyed it. But should have re-familiarised myself with the TV sound settings beforehand. First thing I've watched on live TV since the last series. I've watched almost everything else in an iPlayer or on a tablet since. Struggle to understand or hear spoken words. Also, yeah, yeah that's what we said as well. I, I, well. I certainly did find the same same thing. Um, also, how darn adorable are the little bits of facial hair on the Sontarans? Um I can't say I noticed that. Even the rewatch no. I didn't notice that. But um but they've always had little wispy in the in the old days they had wispy bits of them on their chin, didn't they? Huh. Yeah. So um yes. So thanks thanks everybody for um for uh, writing into us. I think it's uh, we're gonna be asking for, for feedback on for every episode um after it airs. So uh, thanks everybody and please continue to 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 write into us. It's really appreciated. We love hearing what you what you think about it. And I think as we uh as we go on, um, I think we'll get a bit more, um, a, bit, a bit, a bit more feedback. Actually, because I think it's, this is uh, certainly intriguing for people. It really is. It really is. Um, so anyway, that's it for the uh, for the area. I was gonna say the news. We haven't done the news yet. That's to come, folks. That is to come. Um, but before we sort of start talking about news, we're gonna go over. I'm so sorry. We're gonna go over to Omega's stats corner. Yes, folks, I'm sorry, so sorry. It's the return of the dreaded stats. Now, um, obviously, all we've got is the overnight viewing figures uh, for the Halloween apocalypse, which was 4. The unofficial. Unofficial, yes, the unofficial overnight viewing figures. Yes, let's get that right. It was 4.43 million viewers. Now, um, that's slightly down on last season's opening episode, which Skyfall, which I think was 4.88. So there's not a lot in it, to be honest. Um, but it was higher than the majority of the series 12 episodes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we, a lot of people keep having this same conversation. so oh, it, Doctor Who's rubbish, nobody's watching it, blah, blah, blah. But people, and I'm going to, re- again, at the risk of repeating myself, people just aren't watching television live anymore anyway. So it'll be interesting to see what the, the catch-up figures are. Well, I Next nearly week. ended up having to watch a recording of it. If there'd been any
1: more added on time
0: in the Aston Villa West Ham game, I might have missed it myself. <laughs> oh, there, well, yeah. there, there you are. Case in point. That's the beauty of it. Now you don't have to stop what you're watching to watch Doctor Who or whatever it, your, your favourite programme yeah. is. You can watch it on catch up. That's what happens now. Um, so, so at this stage, I'm not going to read a lot into it. I'm interested no. to see if word of mouth gets around and whether the viewing figures will pick up next week or not. But again, it doesn't yeah. really mean a lot no. anymore. It's just something we use to pad the podcast out. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it, really. So, I've uh, uh, we, we haven't got the AI um, figure either. So we'll, we'll soon. But when we get it, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll talk about that uh, next yeah. week. When, oh, uh, is
1: we'll, that something to look forward to, week. Yes, time. isn't it
0: just? <laughs> Oh dear, oh, dear, So dear. Um, so, obviously, we haven't got our usual little news thing because we're going to go straight into the, in, into the news now. Um, so, obviously, things we've missed since we've been away. So, obviously, the last time, um, obviously, we did our RTD uh, news special. We didn't go through any other news at that particular time. So, um, we've got a, just a, a few things to, to go through. So, we're going to kick off with Doctor Who The Collection Season 17 was announced. Um, after we last recorded. So, um, yes, yeah, season 17, um, I'm going to go record now, for the, or certainly on this podcast anyway, and say it's my least favourite Tom Baker season um, of, of Doctor Who because it's the Douglas Adams era of Doctor Who, which is not my favourite. I'm not a fan of uh, of Douglas Adams. I know it's heresy. So so, so so you're buying this purely for the Douglas Adams tribute, are you? <laughs> hmm. Yes, and the uh, the um, I'll be sending that disc back. <laughs> yeah, and the updated special effects of the Nightmare of Eden as well. So, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so obviously this season contains Destiny of the Daleks, City of Death, Creatures from the Pit, Nightmare of Eden, the Horns of Naimon, and Sharda. Again, um, this will be the I think the third version of Sharda, or third disc of I've, I've got of Sharda now. So, yeah. Oh dear, but um, yeah, I, mean, I think I still think it's great. they're, they're you know they've been, you know, they're still making them. Put it that way, you know. Obviously, yeah. in be- between then and now, we, uh, now and then, I should say, we've got the Galaxy Four Blu-ray animated, um, the uh, sort of version that come out as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I will actually be going to the BFI. To uh watch that actually with uh James from the from the Doc Two podcast. So I think we'll be covering it on there. Might actually also cover it on this podcast or it Depends if I can remember to take my portable recorder along with me. So we'll so we might actually have that on, on our next episode as well. So watch this space on that one. But uh but yeah, but obviously look looking at what what's available on this um on this blu-ray set we've got brand new documentaries as Paul said we've also got a a Douglas Adams tribute <laughs> that's the disc I'm sending back um basically include making a documentary for Destiny of the Daleks and a new featurette for Creature from the Pit as well um so we've got a candid interview uh with Tom Baker called Tom Talks in conversation uh Bob Matthews Sweet meets uh Bob Baker writer of Nightmare of Eden and obviously the co-creator of K9 um Behind the sofa, obviously this this time, which, which is a, a now a standard feature of these box sets, it seems. Uh, so that's now got um, Colin Baker, Katie Manning, Matthew Waterhouse, Nicola Bryant, June Hudson, Graham uh, Harper, and Matt Irvin, um, or Irvine, I should say. Um, no, lots are... more people who don't appear in. C- <laughs> in yes, C- exactly. Seventeen. C- yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, interview with Lala Ward. We've got, as I said, update special effects for the Nightmare of Eden. Uh, Shada, it says it's an updated version of The Lost Story complete with enhanced animation and presenting six episodes for the very first time um, and it also features the, the 1992 VHS and 2017 versions um, now I must admit it's a long term since I watched the the part animated version I thought that was done in six episodes or was it one long story, I can't remember now I'm getting to wonder whether it was one long story. We actually went to see it, didn't we? We did. BFI. We saw that at the BFI, yeah. Um, so I'm presuming oh, it's quite remember. a long
1: story now.
0: Must have been. Oh, well, we'll find out, mate. We'll find out when it's. Um, it comes I could go up. and dig it out and watch, but... Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> um, and it's an exclusive new video, audio commentaries. Tom Bakerel on um, Destiny of the Darks and City of Death. And, and then also featured Lalla Ward and Catherine Schell on City of Death as well. Um, there's an extended episode, which, which is an early cut, of Creature of the Pit, part three. Yeah, and there's those are the bits and pieces as well, which I won't, I won't go through the rest of it. But um, again, it looks like another really good bumper um, box set to collect actually. Uh, I'm looking at it and thinking,
1: Immersive 5.1 surround sound. Yes, that was all that destiny of the Daleks was missing, wasn't it? Yes,
0: it was, wasn't it? <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah, yeah, not not my favourite season by a long shot, but hey, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. It's more, it's really more for the, for the, 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 the value added content more than anything else. Yeah. You know, that that's what I really do dive into is that, but uh, Anyway, anyway, um, now just to sort of wrap up this episode, unfortunately, we've got a, uh, a couple of people to say goodbye to, really. And I think, firstly, we didn't, we haven't spoken about this before, but it's been a long time when this news broke, but we haven't discussed it. But uh, the actor John Chalice, um, who played uh, Scorby in The Seas of Doom, and that's who he's known as in Doctor Who circles, but I think mainly, really, as playing the part of uh, Boise in Only Fools and Horses, and also his own spin-off show, The Green Green Grass, um, uh, sadly passed away at the age of 79. Now, he'd been sort of fighting cancer for some time, and unfortunately it it got the better of him. Um, But it was one thing that really sort of got me, Paul. I don't know if you sort of felt the same thing. It was the actual outpouring from everybody who'd met him or even just exchanged a few few things on, on, on... Twitter or emails, whatever, and what a, a, a thoroughly nice man he was. Yeah. He seemed to have time for everybody. Um, he had loads of good stories to tell. If he was at a convention, he, he was a fantastic guest. Um, he'd had time for everyone. And it's just nice to hear that, really. You know, it, it was a, even from, from fans and fellow actors or producers, directors, writers, whatever it might be. Um all oh, had really, really nice things to say about it. It sort of makes you, it certainly makes me wish. I wished I'd met. I wish we'd interviewed him for the podcast. It does sound like he would have generally given you his time. Yeah. To to do that. So. Um, yeah, and it, again, I suppose it, it was a real sort of icon of British television, really. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, so it's really sad. It's really sad. Um. Yeah, basically, cancer can bloody do one, as far well as I'm concerned. It really can do. Um, now, unfortunately, someone else who, who passed, the director Michael Ferguson, um has passed away at the age of 84. Um, now, Michael Ferguson had worked on um, quite a few Doctor Who stories, actually. Um I think originally as a, an AFM. Now, I don't know what AFM means, actually. I've got no idea what that means. I'm I, I, assistant, assistant floor, floor manager. Man- oh, there we go. Assistant floor manager. So he was responsible for waving the Dalek sucker at the end of the Daleks or the mutants, as it was then episode one menacing Barbara. So there, there we go. Um, a little, a little bit history that I didn't know he was, he was there actually, but then, um, he returned as a director to Dr. First in 1966, directing the war machines, which I thought we, we did a commentary for that many years ago now, didn't we? for, For who's, for who's he? Uh, it was an enjoyable story, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I can remember. Um, he also directed The Seas of Death uh, for Patrick Troughton um, in 1969, and that's uh, like a nice Warriors story, which, which isn't too bad, actually. It's not bad at all. Um, then he came back for The Third Doctor um, in 1970 with the Ambassadors of Death, uh, which I think is. I'd like The Ambassadors of Death, actually. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a really good Yeah. Um, and then he came back. The last, the last thing he directed for, for uh, Doctor Who was Clause of Axos* in 1971, which is a really, really interesting. And he tried a lot of different things there. And it's one of the trippiest um, psychedelic yeah. stories ever committed to Doctor Who. Um,
1: I mean, that's that as, as far as 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 uh, Doctor Who stories. That's not a bad selection, actually. It's not you're going to be involved with.
0: Yeah, with and stuff. they're. I'd say they're memorable for all the right reasons. Yeah, you yeah, know, lot, th- lot, yeah, I lots of iconic scenes. Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, so I mean, you're trying to think, well, what's an iconic scene in the in the War Machines? Well, I think at the end of that episode where Hartnell's just standing there, yeah, facing there, he's got grab, grabbing his lapels and he's daring the War Machine to attack him. You know, yeah, um, yeah. Again, it's iconic. You know, it's sort of like the Seas of Death as well. There's lots of iconic stuff in that as well. Um, it's a really very, very good Troughton story. Um, it bounces around, you know, it's a base under siege story, but it's a base under siege in multiple locations. And, and you know, it, it's it's really well done. Yeah, okay, sort of like you think about Ambassadors of Death. It, it, it's sort of the, the, the use of music when you see the aliens being used or you've, and I think yeah. the thing with... Um, Pertly going up into the um, in the rocket up to to dock with the yeah. um, the other capsule as well. Again, really well realised. And um, anything think actually with you know, yeah, with with the basically the
1: astronaut stroke alien coming towards people, yeah. reaching out is is just you know one of the things you you associate you with that yeah. that yeah.
0: era of Doctor Who. Yeah, exactly. And I so say Clause of Axos has got so much going on in there. Okay, yeah, people do pick up, you know, Bill Filer's accent and um the fake looking eye hanging from the ceiling and, and, and but again, there's an awful lot in there to enjoy. There really is. And it's it's a really interesting and experimental story, Clause of Axos. And it really yeah. stretched the stretch the BBC budget and the special effects department. And I think on the whole it works. I think it's very well directed. I really do. Yeah, I really do. I thought I really enjoy it. So, so yeah, um, a, a, you know, a great loss, but he, he contributed, you know, to some really, really classic stories from Doctor Who. There, he really did, he really did. So, anyway, um, that's it for the news. I think that's it for this this podcast. Actually, isn't it? I think we are we are done. So um so thanks for listening, everybody. Um as I say, please keep sending in your feedback. So we love reading it out. So um Paul and I will return next week with a look at War of the Sontarans. Or should, sorry, I should say Doctor Who Flux, chapter two, The War of the Sontarans. Of Sontarans. It's, a, it's a bit yeah. of a mouthful, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is providing I survive my flu. Your flu, yes. As you know, we we haven't mentioned it, but your Paul is a little bit bunged up. We're expecting a lot more coughs and sneezes, but you've held it together, Paul. I have. It's it's the professionalism comes out of me. (laughs) Well, we're nothing but professional on this podcast. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Wonderful, wonderful. So then, folks, um, if Paul's still with us, he's still alive this time next week, we, we we will return with a look at the War of Sontaran. So until then... It's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Thanks for listening if you don't want to miss a show please subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, and if you have time leave us a quick review also you can also subscribe to us on spotify google Podcasts, or amazon music and don't forget to check out and subscribe to our youtube channel if you want to leave us feedback you can do this through twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and also through the who's he podcast facebook group you can find all of these links on our website Who's hyphen he hyphen podcast co